everyone, and welcome to another thrilling episode of XB Hunter. It's your favorite friend of me, Lee, here. And today I have a brand new, exciting companion for you guys, Brent Bristol. Hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well. Um, I just want to start off the episode by like letting everyone know that you are like one of my new favorite like artists in general but also the comic is amazing don't laugh it's true I mean when I read your comic I was at first I kind of like dilly-dallied around it and then I was like you know what I'm gonna read this and I started reading and I was just I was blown away it, it really impacted me um but for all the people who don't know anything about you could you just tell us a little bit about yourself um, okay, about me. I am 23. I just graduated last year. Oh, congratulations! So finished, yeah, thank you. I just finished a degree in visual arts. I got my bachelor's in that, so that's that's really where my life is heading right now. Not too sure what I plan to do, but I'm really looking into animation and ordeal. Is the webtoon really started to? become my focus right now so mm. i plan to see how far i can take that nice nice so right now are you like drawing full-time like the comic is where yes. all your attention is yeah awesome full-time so how i discovered you so i recently discovered this app called webtoon which i guess has been around for quite a while and there are a lot of i guess what in america we call indie comic producers you know mm. people like you young uh, independent yeah. you know you don't have like a publishing company behind you um who are you know drawing like a panel like every two weeks or every month because you know it takes a lot of effort even with does, the digital does. tools um and ordeal really struck me because it it takes place in trinidad and tobago where you are from mm-hmm. and live and that's not you know your normal setting for a story in a comic or in a movie or in anything and just the wide breadth of the type of people who are in it right because um, in a lot of comics or mainstream comics, most of the characters, you know, they're white, right? But the characters mm-hmm. in your comic, you know, they are dark skin, they're light skin, they have Asian features, they have black features, they have dreads, they have straight curly hair. And that, I really like that, you know, because in the world, there is diversity of people. Uh, what made you, like, do that? Does it just, uh, does it reflect, uh, you know, how Trinidad is in real life? Or is it kind of idealized? The truth is um i didn't think too heavily about that at all mm-hmm. because that is how trinidad is mm-hmm. um i mean there are asians indians africans europeans everywhere so that that wasn't even an issue for me like let me try and make it diverse let me try and make sure i represent everybody mm-hmm. that wasn't even in my mind i was just drawing the people i see every day Oh, nice. If you understand. Yes, so. I do. And that's what I think is great about your comic because it doesn't seem forced. It seems like it was just, it just happened because that's uh, that's a reflection of your real life. Like that's what you've experienced. Yeah. And that's the best kind of uh, writing. So um, why why art? Like what, what got you into like drawing? What drew you to this? Um, I know I remember reading that you were, that ordeal started as like a final project for your degree or something and you were like oh i'm gonna send it out to the world so tell us a little (laughs) bit about that um well i started drawing you know when i was a kid nothing too fancy i was terrible of course (laughs) and um i was in my family my grandfather was a designer he used to design clothes and stuff back in the 
eighties, long time ago. And my mother is an artist as well. She's a lawyer actually, but she can draw really well, you know. But she never pursued it. Mm-hmm. So I got some of the talents, I guess, from the family tree. Mm-hmm. And um, I really was into medicine, and I was looking into biology and stuff. But I realized arts oh, is way more fun, <laughs> and um, that's that was what I'm good at. And you know, I got a lot of encouragement to pursue what you love instead of you know mm-hmm. other things mm-hmm. and. I really do love art, so I really was concerned, you know, if I can make a living off of it. Yeah. So it really was, you know, it's something you have to be cautious about. So I decided to pursue it and hoping, you know, trusting God that I go somewhere with it. And um, audio started, really, it really was a school project. I do not like the beginning of it. I do not like how it started because I did not plan it out. It really was supposed to be something quick and just, it really was just for marks. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to get a good grade. Yeah. And um, I was just doing it because I, I wanted I enjoyed it. But I really didn't, like, look beyond that. I didn't really be too prudent about it. So it's only after when I finished the assignments, I realized, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I should probably try and see if I could do something with this. And I didn't want to throw it away. So I just uploaded it to it. So, you know, a lot of people could read it if they wanted to and the feedback was what really had me going to continue it it's really feedback mm-hmm. i know i i was you know a lot of some of i shouldn't say a lot some of the uh, comic artists on webtoons like it's kind of it dead ends and i kind of felt at first i was like oh no like this is not haphazard but like it doesn't fit together fit together and I was like oh they're never gonna upload again but then you did and I was like oh okay cool and I went to your Facebook and I saw you had uh an art show with um some of the drawings and stuff that you did from for the comic yes and when I saw those I was like oh this is so amazing and like I just love like obviously you know superheroes are very popular right now and I guess we wouldn't call the Kamoi like superheroes but like you know they're super powered humans (laughs) and you know they're so like badass uh why give your characters what i know you say when you started making it you didn't really have a plot or a direction but like what made you give them superpowers what uh started building the story for you that was actually an accident originally there was supposed to be no superhuman uh abilities or anything like that it was completely just mme and a little bit of martial arts and Mm. stuff like that there was no kind of because it was supposed to be one chapter or one volume and that's it. And my teacher was my lecturer was telling me, you know, make sure I'm having fun doing it because it's a lot of work. So make sure I'm enjoying doing it. And one of the things I love to draw the most is fight scenes. Mm. Um, that is really fun. And um, and it is fight scenes with uh, natural fight scenes are fun, but superhuman fight scenes are like. They're amazing to draw. You can draw all these cool powers and stuff. So I just threw in some superhuman abilities into the mix. And that's how audio turned into a sci-fi superhero above natural kind of story. It was accidental. Uh, But it's so so action-packed. And it it fits together really well. And 
I um, just wanted to ask, uh, take it back a little bit to you, like you as an artist. And so can you tell us a little bit about your art style? Because I mean, most of us aren't experts, right? Like I don't mm -hmm. know a whole lot about the art world, but I do know that a lot of different artists uh, take different uh, takes on how they draw things. Like uh, some uh, 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 use watercolor, they use light pencils yeah. to uh, etch and they don't color it in. The, the characters are just that light color, blue or gray. But you do very vibrant, dark, uh, warm colors. Uh, why, why is that? Um, well, I traditioned from traditional art style to digital. Mm -hmm. um, when I traditioned, when I transitioned, it was, um, it was difficult, but eventually you have to find your style. You know, a lot of people have different digital art styles. Uh, it took me a while to find my style because my strong point, I would say, is really illustration and line art, mm -hmm. which is just the, you know, the sketch and the black and white parts. Mm -hmm. That's, to me, that's my strong point. That's what I'm really good at. And if I miss you, so and so. Mm -hmm. And um, I just started to try and build a coloring style that fits. At first, you know, it was a little flat, a little blocky. It wasn't that vibrant. It was a little boring. But eventually, you know, you build just practice and I built a, a little art style that, you know, I was inspired by a lot of things. Um, I was inspired by a lot of manga for my art style. Mm. You know, there's there's a lot of cartoony, you know, Japanese have a particular art style. And there's a lot of cartoony, um, very caricatural kind of way. Yeah. And um, Western art style is a little more realistic if you look at, let's say, Pokemon compared to uh, Superman, the art styles are very different, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of mix the two because I enjoy both. So I mix the two. So my art style is a little realistic, mixed with a little bit of anime manga style because I love the both. So I try to incorporate both into my art style. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I did see that. And I did like how it was it was um, kind of anime, but it was also pseudo realistic. That That's a big draw yeah. for me personally. And uh, for anyone who's listening, they can see uh, some of the panels. Obviously, they can go and read the comic on Webtoon, but they can see some of their your in progress work. Um, on your Instagram at Brent yeah. Gray, Gray with an E guys, or yes. on uh, the Ordeal Facebook. Um, so can you tell me, like, how long does it take you to do, like, a panel, like, one page? Uh, well, I split up into about four pages, four panels a page mm -hmm. to try and have some order. And um, some pages, I was thinking about it just yesterday because I was trying to plan out my day today. And some pages take 20 minutes or 10 to 20 minutes because it's just quick. I could copy and paste some some faces if I just do, like, a text, a dialogue page. Mm -hmm. So some pages are really quick. And then, and this is just the line art part I'm talking about, because I do all the line art first, and then I color the whole chapter in one. So, do and, you do all the line art uh, digitally, like on an iPad yes, or something? Everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do all my sketches offhand on traditional paper, pen and paper, mm -hmm. and then when I'm ready to officially, I do all my storyboards and stuff, uh, pencil and paper, and then everything else is straight digital. It's a little easier and quicker for me. Mm. Um, yes, because I know uh, recently on the webtoon you announced that you were going to take some time off from posting and just do a bunch of stuff so that you could post uh, twice yeah, a... Yeah, try and try and try. <laughs> and it's I know a lot, a lot of people are really in anticipating that. I'm anticipating that. Um, but can you tell me, like, how much 
work is it to not only do you because not only do you draw you also do the writing you're doing this all by yourself you don't have like a writer who works with you to flesh out the story (laughs) you seem so tired (laughs) i mean well at first i didn't see it as a big issue because i wasn't full-time in it Mm -hmm. so you know i got more time to relax but when i realized i have to upload every two weeks and a page just a line out alone on a, di- a difficult page sometimes takes two hours. Uh, and that's two hours of a day. And then to color it might take another two hours. So that's four hours a page. Some mm-hmm. chapters have 30 pages or so. So, it, and to do it every two weeks, and I still need to eat, still need to sleep, <laughs> still need, you know, yeah. time to actually do human things. Mm-hmm. So, it, it is time consuming. And then at the end, I have to edit everything and do the spell check. I try to get some help with the spell check and all that. And to do everything, it isn't a big strain, but it's not very easy, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah. And uh, I mean, even, you know, AAA titles, like people who are uh, writing or drawing for Marvel, like it takes them a long time too. Art takes time, you know, yes. especially if you want it to come out correctly. Um, so Webtoon, is Webtoon the only avenue that you're like pursuing right now or are you like... Current, yeah, uh, right now for the time being, yeah. Uh-huh, okay. uh, do you anticipate doing like an amalgam, like every chapter doing like a small printing? And can people uh, help patronize you? I know there are a lot of mediums like Patreon that a lot of people on Webtoons use. Do you have a Patreon? I intend to upload, well, add a Patreon to my Webtoon very soon, just working on it a little bit. Yeah. So. Because I know a lot of people are willing to support, you know, indie creators like yourself because, you know, you bring something new and different to the table. Like, yeah, you have superheroes, but, you know, your story is complex and it's, you know, it's slightly different. Actually, that brings me to a good point. Can you just uh, explain a little bit of the plot of your story? Maybe like the back history. I mean, we want them to go to Webtoons and read Ordeal. Guys, I mean, that's not a call to action. If you'd like. I would like for you to go and read Ordeal on Webtoons. But if you can't do that, can you just give them a little bit of background story on the characters and story of Ordeal? Okay, what is Ordeal? Ordeal is um, it's a story about my main character, Shea Hart, who I have a friend named Shea, and I have another friend named Hart. So I just like, so everybody's based off of somebody I know. Most of the characters are based off of people I, I know in my, my life. And um, Shehart and his friends, uh, they are under tutoring by, to put it blunt, the strongest guy, one of the strongest guys. He's a very old man. He's a war hero. He, his name is Leo. He has a big reputation, but he's very humble. So, you know, he doesn't want the fame and the, all that. So he just stays and trains some younger guys who don't have a lot of guidance. So some of them don't have parents and stuff like that. So he just teaches them, and um, it so happens that one of his rogue students, one of his earlier students, wasn't very happy with him and happy with Leo, and how Leo wasn't very happy with his level of skill, and this guy's name is Rokash. Mm -hmm. So Rokash kind of took his anger out on him and ended up killing Leo. 
that is a whole nother story by itself. But <laughs> I know I was going to ask you like, well, he's kind of the antagonist of the story, right? Rokash. And so yeah. my biggest thing is, is, is he upset because, you know, Kamoy are kind of marginalized and treated poorly, or is he just all out for himself and he just wants more power for the sake of power? I'm still like puzzling out like his, he um, is narcissistic. Uh, mm -hmm. He's terrible. He loves himself. doesn't care about anybody else. Yeah. He's a terrible guy. But he's cool. Yeah. He so he's the guy you hate to like, but you kind of like him still. So that that's the intention. Mm -hmm. And um, he ends up, in a sense, taking their father from them, the boys, because mm -hmm. Leo was like a father figure. So him taking out his anger on Leo, he ends up making enemies, which is she and his friends. Mm -hmm. So she and his friends want revenge. So that's where it's going currently. Yeah. Uh, but there's like so there the thing i like about it is that it, you built a very under uh a very uh engrossing world so quickly right because i what on webtoons Thank there you. are 25 uh panels or pages so far um but you know you have like three different plots going but i, I kind of like that <laughs> right because now you also have these uh like android-esque people coming in who also have yeah. their own goals and reasonings and then you still have um che who's trying to um come to terms with the power that he has and how best to use utilize it and build himself up to uh be i guess number one again as leo was and there's a whole ranking system and all that stuff yeah. and i was like oh it's so good i, I love it and there's a very, <laughs> thank you yeah there's a very uh um interesting melding of like locations and people just like you know there are so many different ethnicities like there's the base where they're at um when they're originally attacked by the androids is like it's like a japanese kind of dojo-esque yeah. kind of uh building and i'm like oh these locations are so good and so i know it takes place in trinidad but originally when you when it first started when you first learn about leo and um how he was a kid when the war had just started um jumping off there are some location names that i'm like oh is that a place in real in re the real world so is all of this based yeah. in the real world or is some of it a little fantasy um so far, all the names I've used are actual locations in Shredder. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, so the actual gotta, places. Yeah. I gotta get up on my geography. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And so the ranking system. So explain Kamois to us. Are they a natural uh, aberration or a deviation of human beings? Were they created? Is that a secret? <laughs> uh, or... Well, Kimios, uh, they are uh, a mutation. I guess um, it's a defect, a birth defect. You know, some people are born with um, fearing superhuman abilities, mm -hmm. which isn't very unique. But so I tried to add layers to it mm -hmm. where um, they have varying types of talents mm -hmm. that these chemios are born with, mm -hmm. which uh, they completely distant them and create a divide mm -hmm. and they refuse to acknowledge them as humans. So that's mm -hmm. why they're called chemios. Kimios. Because... I've been saying Kimois. Kimios. <laughs> yeah. Japanese would. But I also wouldn't, I wouldn't degrade yourself in saying it's not unique because I think that that is the most natural kind of way for someone to acquire mm. superpowers, you know? I mean, human Those beings, defects, yeah. yeah, human beings are kind of, we're kind of stagnated, right? Like we, we haven't gotten better 
since you know mm-hmm. we started you know making tools you know with rocks and sticks so like if if we were going to get better it's not going to be because we were blasted with gamma rays you know <laughs> um but yes um Kimio. so obviously you know they became the other because they were different also because you know it's like if someone touches you and they can just kill you that's really scary yeah so that's why we try to add a little bit of realism into it mm-hmm. if there was a guy who can shoot fire out of his hands. I mean, I would want him to be, you know, either following some laws or some rules and not be using his powers around my children. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So try to keep people safe and everybody feel comfortable. So it's it's almost like I don't have to liken it to elite racism in a sense. You know, you you can't distancing yourself from a certain group of people and you might be judging them in a certain way. So it's a kind of People were uncomfortable around cameos and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that for a time being. But they became a, a time where, you know, everybody lives in peace and harmony. Happy story. Yeah. Yeah. And what broke that, though? So you had the war and, you know, there's a little bit of like Hitler, Hitler Nazi support in there. <laughs> and then, you know, um, Leo kills, you know, the main backer of Hitler. And then yeah. the war ends. And yeah. what re-sparks it? Uh, what response the war or the peace? The war. Well, it's just individual groups that still believe, you know, chemios are natural evolution, and you know they believe in um, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, that they're better. That that yeah, yeah they believe yeah. in natural selection. Yes. Is the word. Okay. So yes. they believe, you know. Mm-hmm. If they are the evolved form of humans, mm-hmm. that humans should submit to them because they are on top of the food chain now. Uh, so they believe they shouldn't have to be operating under the same rules where if you can shoot fire out of your hands, you should be, you know, restrained in certain areas. They believe they should be free to do whatever they want. Uh, so mm-hmm. it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. We also forgot a key point to explain to people is that uh, Kimio's, their powers can be transferred to other uh people which i thought was very interesting so that's how che got his powers uh leo transferred them to him how does that work so i was thinking um when you have the top 150 which is the ranking of the strongest kimios in the world they keep them because kimios usually just go into martial arts they have their own sport so you know they would rank them who's the most powerful or whatever and um usually they would tend to keep the talent in the family Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they would try to do that by transferring their talent. It takes a lot of training and stuff to be able to mentally transfer your talent, but doing it, um, it's almost like it's attached to your soul. So doing it would obviously cause you to die. So they do it on their deathbed or they do it before death. They would transfer their talent to a member of the family who does not have a talent. You can't transfer it to somebody who already possesses a talent because mm-hmm. you can't have two talents. But that's where the cyborgs come in, where they have... They're doing something very illegal to be able to have more than one talent. Mm. I'll get into that in the story, so I'm not going to spoil that. Oh, exciting. Um, but also, one thing I found interesting was... Um... Oh, I lost the thought. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> so when do you anticipate coming back, or when are you going to start uh, posting uh, new panels again? Well, I... I'm just trying to see Did how I put much you I on can the finish. spot. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I trying to see how much I can finish right now because I I just don't want to reach a block where I'm 
struggling and rushing to try and upload in time. I'm trying to get a nice ahead because I wasn't before because mm-hmm. I didn't anticipate, you know, the feedback. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I'm doing everything on my own, but it's not an excuse. But, you know, it's, it is a little bit difficult at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm really trying to get ahead and see how much I could finish. Once I reach a number that I'm comfortable with in terms of chapters completed, I want to start back uploading because to upload weekly and then it takes me 12 to 14 days to finish a chapter Mm. put me on the spot now but it is it's it's a it's not so much a burden it's it's a burden of love it's a work (laughs) of love and there i know you have a lot of admirers but i remember what i was going to say before with um kimios there are actually talents that are considered illegal versus are legal and what do you have like a set frame of like what is an illegal talent versus what is not? Well, an illegal talent will be a talent that the person, well, the two factors really, it depends on the person and the talent as well. So if the person has a talent, for example, Leo, he was able to control fire, but Leo as a person is able to control it. He's able to, you know, avoid injuring innocent bystanders. Mm-hmm. So they would not have, you know, Mm-hmm. issued him a warning like we're coming to arrest you because your talent is illegal so they'll allow him whereas somebody that can't control let's say a talent to turn into a giant monster or something they can't really control that they could go rampaging and destroy stuff so you know they would incarcerate them and I'll, I'll get into where they put these illegal talent people later on in the story as well I'm not leaving them on the side uh-huh. they have a part to play as well awesome and are we going to get a human antagonist? I mean, so far, you know, we have the council and they're kind of like debating the politics of like how to keep humans safe and sort of kind of how to keep the Kimio safe. But are we going to get like sort of. any human heroes? And we have the chief, the chief of police. He's fully human and he's kind of like he he's kind of for everyone. But like are humans yeah. going to play a bigger role or is this going to be all about Kimios? Um Humans still, they do currently have a role to play, but in terms of main characters that don't have talents, I have a couple that um, I haven't added. There's this one guy who I intend to add, not in the near future, but he's important in terms of his mind and he's very intelligent and stuff. But um, the main person to represent humans in this entire story really is Inspector Ian mm. and the police force because yeah. the police used to have chemos in the army with them if you um look back to like chapter six you would see that when they came to arrest rokash there was a kimio officer with them mm-hmm. that was before the ban on kimios now there are no kimios in the service anymore and that's the divide and the that's why people kind of don't agree with it but agree with it at the same time because there are kimios who are good and there are those that are trying to fight for justice and you know for what is right and so they actually join the service to help they have powers, so they want to, you know, they want to contribute, you know, to good. And um, they they got banned because of one one bad apple, you know. Yeah. So everybody get banned, and but the guy to represent humans, like the role we have to play, and well, would have to play, and you know how it would be, how it would affect us if you know superhumans just started walking in. Is really Inspector Ian and Brandon and all the other officers, because they're trying to do what is right. Putting mm-hmm. themselves in the front, the um, the front, mm-hmm. the forefront, and um, it's dangerous, but they have to do it. So, 
true. Yep. As police officers and as people. And I, I do really like him. He's very tenacious. <laughs> He's like, oh, we're not going to give up. And when he showed up in that cool power suit, I was like, oh, snap. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it has been great talking to you. Unfortunately, we're coming to the end of the time slot. Oh, so sad. But I would love to talk to you again later um, after you publish uh, more chapters um, to talk about like your fan base and the comments that people leave you because there are so many at the bottom of, of every chapter. I read every single one. Oh, do you? Oh, you heard yeah, that, guys? If you've ever commented, Brent has read it. I have. That means something, yes. right? Because you say it and you think that just other people who are reading are reading it, not the creator. But the yeah, fact I that you read it means yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for uh, being on the episode. Remember, guys, you can find uh, Ordeal on Webtoons. You can check out uh, Progress, Funny Snippets, you know, Get Into the Mind of Brent on through his Instagram at Brent Gray, Gray with an E, on Instagram. And you can check out the uh, Ordeal Facebook. So there are so many ways to, to learn more about Ordeal, about Brent. Um Again, thank you so much. If you guys want to comment on this episode, you can send me an email at xphunterlee at gmail.com or go to the website xphunters.com. Um, I just want to thank you again, Brent, for being here with me and talking with me. I'm super excited thank as a fan. Thank you so much as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, guys, in between time, in the meantime, do it for the XP. Bye.